perform better with better decisions. That sounds pretty good. I reckon we all want to do that. And today I'm going to tell you exactly that and how mindset improves your ability to do everything at work, in sport, at home, wherever, every aspect of your life, you'll be able to make better decisions all the time for a better outcome. Would better decisions help you perform any aspect of your life better? So just now think, have you ever had any regrets where you've made a silly mistake, whether it be in a race, in a interview, in a presentation at work, in a conversation with your partner, perhaps, and then think, oh, I should have done a few things differently and the outcome would have been better. I would have got what I wanted. I would have been happier. I would have enjoyed it more. I would have achieved more. So why is it harder to make the best decisions when under stress or you're unhappy? Making the right decisions when under stress from nerves, pain, discomfort, fatigue, etc. is harder to do than when you are happy, calm, confident and present. But why? I'm going to get into that today. Now, the wrong decision usually compounds stress. The right decisions make it easier to stay on the path of calm, confident and energy efficient performance. So there's a cycle. Once you're stressed and start making poor decisions, those decisions are poor because they then lead to more stress and the outcome gets stuck in a cycle. Likewise, if you've trained your mindset to be calm, confident and making the right decisions so that you don't feel the stress, even in a stressful situation, then you make the right decisions, which lead to more confidence, more calmness and more right decisions. This is exactly what was happening to me in 2012 in Kona. I'd trained using the trigger phrase love. And the trigger phrase is something that I really want you to take away from today's talk, from today's podcast. It's an easy way to train yourself to quickly get into a calm, confident, present state of mind so that then you make the right decisions. So funny story. I was uh, obviously getting, I was getting mentored by Alan Pittman, an old tri-coach down in Brisbane. And his mentoring uh, included the need to go and see a kinesiologist who he calls the guru. Some doubters might call him a witch doctor. But I went in there and open-minded as I've always been. And I think I'd seen him the year prior as well. And he taps you all over, scratches his head, feels the energy everywhere all over your body. And while he's testing my arm for strength, he goes through words. And he's, then he says the word love. And he says, oh, you're strong with the word love. You need to use the word love. And so I did in my training when I pictured the race, when I visualized those times of doubts and fears, I then said the word love to myself and instantly it cleared my mind of those doubts and fears because it gave me a sense of gratitude. It gave me a sense of the power of the word love, which really was just a trigger to bring me present. And any feeling of gratitude, any thought of gratitude will do that as well. It makes you calm, happy, confident. So I'd practice this in training and I'd run through the race so often in my head in training that come race day, I was the calmest, confident, most present I'd ever been making the year that I won Hawaii, one of the easiest races that I'd ever done because I was the most present throughout. 
So I made all the right decisions. I was calmer throughout. And I'm going to get into a few factors of when you're not calm, why that affects your decision-making processes. Why does a team, whether it be a corporate team, your employees at work, or a team in sport, why does everyone perform better when team morale is high, when the culture is positive, when the environment is happy and leadership is strong and everyone's behind? And why does an athlete perform better when their confidence is high and they're not making any poor decisions? And why does an athlete do better when confidence is high? And why is it we have great creative discussions when we're with friends and we're relaxed and happy and jovial? But then we struggle to be creative at work under stress. And why is it when we're training, we feel great all day, but on race day, we perform poorly and have several reasons why. And those reasons revolve around making poor decisions in the heat of the moment. So what is happening? How can we perform better? How can we make better decisions? Well, the easy answer is be calm, confident and present and practice that using a trigger phrase. But now for a little bit more backing of why, what is happening in our body when we do make poor decisions, when we're stressed. So a whole heap of thing changes. Absolutely. Your heart rate's up. Your mind is usually in a bit of a negative headspace. Your blood pressure's up. Your hormones change. And everything starts to feel harder. Your perceived effort is greater mentally and physically. And so in that state of mind, you're usually starting to doubt something. So you're not present. Because you start to think, can I keep up with that guy in, head in front of me? Can I do as well as that other person beside me? Is someone going to catch me? What should I do next? And suddenly you're doubting everything that you know and you're not in the present, making the decisions that need to be made now and need to be made clearly. So ego comes into it where you start to doubt future and past and takes you out of the present so you can no longer make a the best decision possible in the moment. And then you start to make decisions that increase that stress load. So you start to avoid or ignore so the intuitive things that pop up, such as your mind says, you know what, it's probably time I had a drink now. Oh, it's probably time I had a bit of a sugary drink to feel good. Maybe now's the time I need my caffeine. Those little signs that you're brain is saying, you know what, I just need something to break up this monotonous cycle that I'm currently in, whether it be in a race or whether it be at work, and keep me feeling calm and happy so that happiness creates calmness and confidence and I make the right decisions. So usually in that stress state of, is someone catching me, you will not stop to take that drink that you know you need to take because you're worried about what else is going on. So you take yourself out of the present moment and instead of sacrificing one second of time, you end up sacrificing having a drink when you know you should have had a drink. It's that simple. It's that obvious. The things that can unravel your day that you've worked months and months for in an Ironman and imagine how many decisions are made over the course of an Ironman. I've always said that, that those thousands of decisions that I made on that day in 2012 were a result of being calm, present, and confident, and loving it. And my trigger phrase, the word love, gave me all of those things whenever I needed it. And so I made those right decisions 
constantly. I also saved a heap of energy by being calmer, by not having all those hormonal inputs caused by stress so that I had them in my reserve. I had them in the bank for later. If I needed them towards the end of the race, I could have dug deep for pain tolerance. I could have dug deep for motivation, really sacrificed all those hormones later on in the race if I'd needed them. As it turned out, I didn't need them and just needed to keep moving forward and could relax in the last five miles or so. So that was quite an enjoyable experience. But the day, the year before, I absolutely had to dig deep to get second. And it was a totally different experience crossing the line, having exhausted all of those emotional and energy resources that I dug in for. I had to have a battle for second place with third place uh, for the last 10 kilometers. And so I was absolutely in the most pain I've ever been in, but also in the greatest presence and the greatest zone, the greatest flow state that I'd ever been in as well because I'd been pushed there. And when I crossed the finish line, I was in absolute tears because I was so exhausted emotionally and yet when I won, it was completely different. I, I, I came second. They were tears of joy, tears of disbelief. But my response was because I had pushed so hard emotionally in that race to get second. Whereas when I won, I didn't have to dig deep into those emotions. I certainly had a few moments here and there on the bike ride because you're out there for quite a long time, four and a half hours roughly, where you do have a those thoughts of, oh, I'm not sure if I can keep this up or do I really want to be here? It's quite hot and uncomfortable. But I managed to quell those thoughts and put them aside and managed to calm myself back to the present, calm down, maybe slow my pace, which I did do for a brief moment here and there, sit in behind somebody else, let someone else set the pace so I could relax. And that just allowed me time mentally to reset, calm my body, bank some resources, and then towards the end of the bike leg, I was able to break away from those guys I was riding with and then entered the run in second place and finished up in first. So yeah, it was a good day, but there were so many layers to what I'd been training for and practicing that came into play on race day that I wasn't fully aware of the, the, the impact and the power of those tr that trigger phrase that I was practicing of that visualization that I was doing and all of those things that allowed me to be calm, present, confident on race day. There's no, you know, it's, it's obvious why the winner of Hawaii often usually like 80% of the time comes from the top three from the previous year. And I believe a big part of that is that the people in the top three just back themselves. They've been thinking of winning for the last year, whereas if you've come four, fifth, sixth, back further, you really think, okay, my next step will be podium. And you focus on the podium. And so you're not confident enough, calm enough to execute the most energy efficient and every single decision being correct, the best decision that it can be because of those little bits of doubts and fears that are creeping in. So think of making the correct decision as foresight. Think of making the bad decision is something you'll think about in hindsight. Hindsight's acted on in reactivity to stress, looking at what went wrong, doubting yourself straight away um, so you're not making those confident decisions when they need to be made, whereas foresight can be anywhere up to just a second ahead in time. 
So right there on the bike, you can be thinking, you know what, I probably need to have a drink now. And you act instantly and you have a sip. So you're confident enough to act on your thoughts immediately. And that's the difference between being in a state of stress where you may have a thought where you say, you know what, what I'm doing right now is not right. What I'm saying right now isn't right. The way that I'm acting, the way that I'm standing, the presentation that I'm giving the people I'm in front of, like the way that I'm standing, it's not right. The way that I'm projecting myself, I'm not projecting happiness. I'm not giving a smile. I'm not making them feel comfortable. All of those things and not acting on those thoughts then end up leading to another poor decision. Then you get more nervous, then you get more stressed and a worse decision comes out and everything starts to get stuck in that negative cycle. Hopefully you've heard my podcast on the central governor theory from a little while ago. Tim Noakes's central governor theory, fantastic information that he's given out and hopefully I related it in my podcast well, that the brain controls your ability in performance all the time. And it doesn't matter what type of performance that can be. That can be in corporate world. It can be at home. It can be in sporting world where your brain limits your ability to produce energy, to produce energy efficiently. So whether you're running on stress hormones, whether you're burning more sugars, all of those factors can be changed completely by the brain and nothing to do with your output. Your output can remain the same. And yet how you're achieving that output can be producing more stress or less stress, depending on the state of your central nervous system, which is controlled by your central governor. So your perception is everything in this podcast. It is everything. Perception means that if you feel like it's easy, then it will be easy. If you feel like it's hard, then it will be hard. And you can be doing the exact same thing. That your perception changes what your body will do at a nervous system level, at a hormonal level, at an energy production level, and make everything either harder or easier. The best way then to get the most out of your central governor, out of your brain, is to have that trigger phrase and use it in training. So let's say if you're in a team and you're the leader of the team, imagine the output, the creativity that you would get if everyone's feeling joyful and included and confident enough to speak up and having just a trigger phrase to get everybody in the moment would work amazingly well, as well as it did for me in 2012. So if everybody's on board and you've got a trigger phrase, so let's say for me in 2012, it was love. In training, I often use the words, no expectations, because for me, walking up to a max lift in the gym, I want to remain completely emotionally calm. I want to be completely in the present. I don't want to walk up to that heavy weight thinking, oh, this is the hardest I've ever lifted. Oh, I better start tensing up. This is going to be really difficult. And before you know it, your nervous system is responding without you even actually having done anything. You haven't lifted a weight. Your nervous system is now in a state of fight or flight. So the trigger phrase for me, no expectations, instantly relaxes me. Even saying it now because I use it and I've practiced it, just saying it now while doing this podcast, it's like, oh, wow, there's no expectations. There's no expectations on this podcast. I'm suddenly looser. I'm more creative. I feel better. Can you hear it in my voice? I'm more relaxed. So we've gotten there. Let's just try and keep it up now. 
So no expectations and no one of mine. Obviously, a great one for people is like, you got this. A little one you can just say to yourself or your partner can say to you or you can say to your team, you got this. It's a great one to boost that quiet confidence without boosting ego and being overly confident because then you're not present. You want to be present with confidence. So that foresight of just that second ahead of time is its most powerful. So any trigger phrase that you can practice on a regular basis to come back to a state of gratitude, a state of being present, a state of no ego, then that becomes so easy to tap into in a state of stress. If you know you've got something stressful coming up, start using that, start thinking that, be in that state of mind the whole time. And if you're in a state of stress, then hopefully you're in a place where you can use that. And you don't have to say it out loud, just think it to yourself. If you're in the middle of the race and it's burning hot on your back and it just feels so uncomfortable out there on the lava fields of Hawaii, you can say to yourself, it's not that hot. And you believe it and you can feel it and you feel the change in your body and it relaxes. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's actually quite a nice breeze. And so things like that. I did use that phrase during my racing time there in Hawaii. It's not that hot. Use a trigger phrase. Find something that you, makes you smile. Find something that you enjoy, that relaxes you, that takes away any fears, doubts, thoughts of the past or the future and makes you really confident to make all of those correct decisions. Thanks very much for listening. I'd love for you to leave a review and I will then post that review and mention you and tag you on Instagram as long as you give me your Instagram name on that review that you write. And I'd love it if you wrote your trigger phrase that was working for you if you're willing to share it. It's okay if you're not willing to share it. Some of these things we do want to keep to ourselves so not everyone's walking around saying the same thing. It's more powerful sometimes when it's kept to yourself. But either way, it doesn't matter. If you want to, I'd love to hear your trigger phrase. And obviously, if you want to share it, other people might find a huge benefit from that too. So thanks for listening. I hope you've gotten a lot out of this on how to perform better by making better decisions and being in the right mindset. Jamie and I would love to be your health and performance coaches. So get in contact with us any way that you would like to and we'll set up a free 15-minute chat and see if we're the right fit for you and can help you improve your life performance.